You're listening to the Next Exec Podcast Series with Executive Women's Forum. Hello, and welcome to Season 4, Episode 2 of the Next Exec Podcast. In this episode, Ashley speaks with Joyce Procaglia, the founder of the Executive Women's Forum, about her vision some 20 years ago and what the EWF is today. They discuss the sisterhood this platform has created, how the EWF has impacted growth in the lives of conference attendees and their corporate benefactors, as well as the trajectory created by the various programs that have been instituted over the years. Please enjoy. Hi, Joyce. Welcome to Next Exec Podcast. I'm so honored to be able to sit down with you today so that we can reflect and reminisce on the past 20 years of the EWF, as well as look into the future of the next 20 years for the Executive Women's Forum. Well, thanks, Ashley. I'm so excited to be here speaking with you today. Awesome. So let's start from the beginning. What gave you the idea to even start the EWF? Oh, boy. Well, you know, my first career is as the CEO of Alta Associates, and we are the leading executive search firm that specializes in cybersecurity. I'm a Jersey girl that grew up on Wall Street and spent most of my career as the only woman in the room. And I noticed that there were more and more women really holding positions of influence in cybersecurity and risk and privacy. And I thought, wow, you know, wouldn't it be cool if I brought all these women together for a cocktail party? So what started off in my mind as a, as a cocktail party really ended up being about 125 women gathered together in Sanibel Island, Florida for the first ever Executive Women's Forum. And, uh, you know, that was the beginning. I literally sat down and, you know, was speaking to somebody about bringing these women together, started writing women's names on a cocktail napkin and thought, wow, there's, there's actually a lot of women in our field. And wouldn't it be cool if we brought them all together? So that. That was how it started. That's crazy. And to think that 125 women has turned into what we now know as the EWF is absolutely insane. So how did you choose the name and the logo and, you know, what we now think of as the EWF? Yeah, I mean, you know, naming anything is hard. Right? If anybody's named a child or a dog, you know, naming an organization in some ways is even harder. But, you know, when I started the EWF, I did it for the most senior women in our industry, right? So having the word executive in the name was important to me, you know, and I wanted this to be an organization for leaders. So I, I like the concept of, of executive. I like the concept of leaders. And I think the word forum really came to me because I pictured a forum as a place that you would go to exchange ideas. You know, so of course, I'm proud that over the years, these senior women have brought their plus ones and their high potentials, you know, so that today we really have women of all levels that engage. But I think the Executive Women's Forum in terms of the name came to me because of who my audience was and what I was hoping to accomplish with those women. In terms of the logo, well, I knew I wanted something in the shape of a circle. I just feel that women have been gathering in circles and telling their stories to each other from the beginning of time, right? And women have always kind of shared their wisdom from one generation to the next through these kinds of circles. And I, I love also that the circle represents kind of a collaboration, you know, rather than a hierarchy, right? There's no beginning, there's no end. And it's kind of an evolution, right? So, so to me, 
when I look at that EWF logo, that circle represents our sisterhoods, you know, the values that we share, that all women are, are respected and embraced, all voices are heard, and, and that no one really has power over the other, right? That we truly are a sisterhood. So I love our logo. It's simple, but I think it says a lot. I couldn't agree more. And I think the circle is very powerful. And I, I love how you put that. One of my favorite aspects of being a part of the EWF is obviously the ecosystem of women leaders that you've been able to cultivate. What has been the key to being able to successfully foster such an environment for all of us? Good question. Well, my goal has always been to build strong women leaders. You know, from its very inception, I had this idea of sisterhood in my mind. And, and I think it comes because I have three daughters, right? And I've, I've always told them that it's their sisters and their girlfriends who are going to get them through the toughest times of their lives. I really believe that women share a special bond. And I knew that what I wanted to create above all was this sense of sisterhood, right? Of trust, of, of women that you could depend on to have your back. And I felt that in order for them to become leaders and succeed in such male-dominated fields, they needed the safety net that men kind of had always had, but women didn't, right? I felt that when men failed, they had others around to catch them. But when women failed, everyone kind of took a giant step backwards and just watched them fall. So I, I wanted women to feel that they were a part of the EWF. And, and, and as a part of that EWF, it was going to be like no other professional organization they belonged to. Right, that, that we cared about them as whole people, that we wanted them to be both personally and professionally fulfilled. Giving women that safe space that they could be their real self kind of gave them an opportunity to, to just take a deep breath, right? To, to let their guards down, to tell their own life stories and to get to understand, you know, that they did have shared experiences. And that was really powerful. You know, I think once that foundation of trust was built and then fostered by each generation of women that have joined the EWF, it became the women themselves who grew the culture of the sisterhood that sets us apart today. You know, I've heard countless stories from women to confirm that, you know, that when women are active in the EWF, it has a positive impact on their entire lives and that they really know they are part of something that's very special. I couldn't agree more. BWF is truly an unparalleled organization. I, I think about it both professionally and personally and the sisterhood that I know always has my back. But obviously, there are many challenges when developing a forum that gives women the tools and knowledge to succeed. What has been one of the biggest challenges that you have dealt with over the past 20 years? Oh, wow. I don't know that we have enough time for that answer. <laughs> so let me, let me start at the beginning. I mean, there's been a lot of challenges all the way, right? Starting from when I founded the EWF back in, really, it was in my mind in 2001, the first conference took form in 2002. And back then, the world was a different place, right? I, I had men ask me if we were going to have pillow fights when women got together at the conference. And, you know, I, I was told there was no reason to gather women together. What a ridiculous idea. You know, what purpose would it serve to exclude men from the organization? And, you know, if men did that, they certainly would get in trouble for it. You know, I even had women tell me that they'd never be part of a women's organization because they were just as qualified as their male counterparts and, and they didn't want their male peers to see them as different than they were. So I just kept kind of pushing forward and, and found my 
early adopters, if you will, right, who were willing to join me in building something that was really unique and kind of ahead of its time to really help women in our industry. I know when I decided to plan that very first conference, I remember even my own girlfriends telling me I was crazy to kind of take my own money and put it down as on a deposit in a hotel. You know, they said, you know, well, what if nobody shows up and you lose all your money? And I said, well, you know, no one showing up is not an option, right? I mean, I remember stalking Rhonda McLean, who was the then CISO of Bank of America at a conference way back in 2001. And after her talk, I kind of rushed the stage and then I took her outside so that no one would interrupt our conversation. And we sat on a bench and I told her my idea about this women's forum. And I asked her if she would be a keynote at the conference. And, you know, she was so incredibly gracious and immediately agreed to speak and to help me to get other women on board. And people like Becky Bass, you know, who very early on engaged her academic and government networks. Lynn Turwoods brought Microsoft on board 20 years ago as our first sponsor, you know, and, and just like any party that you throw, you know, once we had this core of amazing women and companies committed, you know, it was easier to attract other women. So, you know, honestly, I had no idea back then that the EWF would grow to what it is today. And I really have all the women along the way who gave so graciously of their time, of their knowledge, of their network to make us who we are. Because the path that our members walk on today was really made possible by two decades of women who've gone before them and really kind of blazed that trail, right? And uh, it is the some of the greatest friendships and relationships, you know, that I'm so thankful for are with all of these women that were, were with me early on. And then when you fast forward to today, I'd say, you know, the most recent challenge that we had was taking the conference from an in-person event to a virtual event. I mean, I think people underestimate how difficult and how time-consuming and how detailed the process it is to actually run a virtual conference. And our biggest challenge was not just to make it virtual, but to actually give people an experience as close as possible to being together. And we did that in, in numerous ways. We've had Broadway singers and we had DJs and we had gamification and we gave people networking opportunities. So based on what I hear, I think we really knocked it out of the park the past two years. But having said that, I will tell you, I am really, really thrilled that we will be back in person in Scottsdale, Arizona, October 25th to the 27th. Our theme is celebrating 20 years of building women leaders. And registration is open. So I would encourage everyone to go to the website and sign up for the conference. The EWF conference is always special. But man, our 20th anniversary, I think we're going to just knock it out of the park. I know. I'm excited. As someone who started her career during COVID, I have not gotten the pleasure of experiencing the in-person EWF conference. So I know I am looking forward to it and to have noted down that I need to go register when we're done here. Yeah, I mean, it's a great way to meet women outside of your company. But what I find that people don't often think about is when women from their own companies, especially now during COVID, think of how many people that have started companies, you know, that are, uh, have started jobs or, you know, are new to a department and have never, other than Zoom, met the people they work with. So it's, it's not only an opportunity to expand your network outside of your company, it's really an opportunity to just spend some quality time you know, with those women that you've only seen on the computer. Could not agree more. It's kind of a nice segue to my next question. So 
The EWS ability to partner with advocates, corporate benefactors, universities, the U.S. government, it's unparalleled. I'm curious, in the global reach that the EWF has been able to, to make and the impact you have been able to create, what has surprised you the most? Well, you know, I, I'm not sure if I'd say surprised, but rather kind of an affirmation, right? I, I've gotten to witness the fact that we truly are more alike than we are different, right? I think that women all over the world share so many of the same life experiences, you know, fears, challenges, triumphs, right? I have spoken with women in Arab countries, women in India and Europe, and, and certainly across the United States, you know, from so many economic backgrounds, ethnicities, sexual orientations, different stages in their lives. And what what I find in common is that they're all yearning for this sense of sisterhood, right? They all want to be listened to. They want to have the ability to share their stories, to be able to compare their life experiences and to find peace with the decisions that they're making by being part of this circle of women, right? This ecosystem of support that we have, it's a beautiful thing. You know, it's, it's one of the greatest joys of my life to know that we have created a foundation that women have used as a launch pad for their own ambitions, their own desires, their own successes for 20 years. And, and I'm just so thrilled with what we have become. And I'm so confident and so optimistic about how the EWF is going to grow over the next 20 years in, in wonderful ways that, that honestly, I'm sure I can't even imagine today. And I can't wait to get to that growth and what the next 20 years are going to look like. But I have one more question for you as we reflect. There are so many different programs that are now offered from the Lyft Mentorship Program, which, by the way, I'm a huge fan of. Shout out to my past mentors, Samara and Jess, to the Rising Leaders Forum and now the new Leadership Academy. What has made the biggest impact to allowing the EWF to grow into the powerhouse that it is today? I would say first, it's our members, right? You know, as I said, when I when I started the EWF, you know, it was really for those senior women in our industry. And, and in the two decades that follow, those women brought their direct reports and high potentials into the EWF. So we were now able to impact women at all stages of their career. Second, you know, we have really grown our corporate benefactors to over 80 companies that engage with the EWF, right? So we're able to help them in terms of turbocharging their own DE&I efforts, engaging their women in our leadership development programs. Basically, the corporate benefactor program is, is the engine that keeps the EWF moving forward, right? It's the funding and the engagement that we get from them that enables us to provide the quality of services that we offer. The more corporations that come on board, the more impact we have, the more we can extend our, our reach and our circle of influence, and the more women and men that we engage in our mission. I'd say thirdly, we have an incredible amount of male allies who support us. You know, I, I talked about how things were when I started, but what I can tell you is today is many of our EWF ambassadors are men. And they are have kind of a huge influence in enabling the EWF to thrive, right? They wholeheartedly support the women in their organizations and on their teams. And I believe are very genuinely passionate about the importance of diversity and building strong women leaders. I am 
you know, so grateful and so proud of the relationships that we have with so many male executives, the CISOs, the CIOs, who are passionate about their engagement with the EWF and passionate about the women in their organizations. We couldn't do it without them. So I'm, I'm very thankful for their partnership. And, and then finally, I guess what I would tell you is that all of our programs have a real impact on our members' lives, right? So they're designed to give women more access, more skills, more confidence, you know? And, and in other words, we, you know, we create opportunities for women to amplify their voices, right? We give them encouragement and a platform. So for those women who have never spoke publicly, you know, or are afraid to do so, you know, they get experience in using their voice, you know, by participating in everything that we do at the EWF. And we provide ways for, for women to, to cultivate their confidence, right? To validate their experiences. And it's those experiences that these women have throughout their careers with the EWF that are so impactful to them and the companies that they work for. So, and I was on a call with a woman yesterday because I want to start, you know, videotaping women telling their stories. And then I told her that she said, oh my gosh, you know, I've been involved with the EWF since 2006. She said, honestly, if I think about every job move I've made, every bit of advice that I have, if I look at my Rolodex, more than half of the people in that Rolodex are the people I really rely on are solely due to the EWF and the relationships that I've made there. Yeah, that's a pretty strong statement. And she's not alone in saying that. So I think that impact, that stickiness, that that powerhouse that the EWF has become is really a culmination of all of these collective positive experiences that people are having as a part of being a member of this amazing sisterhood. I completely agree. Well, Joyce, I'm truly blown away by your ability to turn your vision into the organization that it is today. And I know our listeners are too. You know, the year just started. I've also been reflecting mostly just on the past year, because if I did 20 years, I would have been four years old. But now after hearing (laughs) your success and story, I can only hope that in 20 years, I can reflect back and feel like I have been able to make at least half the impact in other women's lives as you have. So thank you for everything you have done and given up to make this organization as strong as it is. And I know everyone else will want to thank you for that as well throughout this year. Uh, well, I have no doubt, Ashley, that one day I will be, I will be interviewing you. <laughs> well, I hope one day. And, you know, the success will come from all of these amazing women that, you know, have been able to mentor me along my way. But now I think that listeners would really love to hear for these last few minutes, what is in store for the future of the EWF? Wow. Well, you know, I, I think what's in store is, is really the sky is the limit, right? I think that we, you know, we had the excitement of, of launching our leadership academy this year. The EWF has really been the go-to organization for building women leaders for so many years. And, and with this launch of the leadership academy, we're, we're kind of more formally offering programs to, to equip women with that self-awareness, that resiliency, and most importantly, the skills that they're going to need to, to compete for those top jobs, right? Because we, we're so focused on building women leaders and we're not doing it because of the number, right? We're not just doing it to say there's more women leaders. We're doing it because of the impact that women have in organizations in so many ways, you know, not just in terms of, of making the better decisions and profitability, but in their commitments to diversity and inclusion and their collaboration, right? So that's why our first offering is the leader within. 
right? It's a, it's a six month virtual leadership development program that really builds confident, competent, and connected women leaders, right? We, we gather women together in a cohort of about 10 women. They meet monthly for about an hour and a half. It's facilitated by a certified executive coach. And part of the program is they're getting a couple of professional assessments. They do a 360 review. You know, they have activities and, and micro lessons. And, and through that, they really get to uncover their own personal leadership vision and what unique qualities they have and how they bring them to the table, how they optimize them so they can be stronger and more resilient in their presence, not just at work, but but also in their life. You know, and, and women just love this program and the opportunity to share this experience with such a diverse group of women. It's open now. Women can sign up for enrollment, open enrollment classes, where we also, you know, have the ability for companies to bring the program in-house and we can customize it, you know, for women or for both men and women participants. So, you know, that combined with some of the other leadership development programs, I think is a, is a strong, strong step forward in terms of what's in store for our future. I think that just our growth, when I look at where we've come, even over the past few years and the number of companies that we engaged, I think just continuing to reach out and grow that circle of influence, bring more companies into our corporate benefactor, affect more women, affect more men. You know, I think that we've just kind of scratched the surface. I know we've come a long way, but I also know, you know, that we've got a long way to go. I agree. And I'm excited to help shape that future. And all of our listeners are too. Joyce, you've spoken a lot about the importance of retaining more women leaders. What is EWF going to focus on as we continue to grow and transform over these next 20 years? Yeah, well, like I just said, you know, we've got a lot to look forward to. You know, we've recently launched four new forums. And these forums are kind of working groups within the EWF specifically designed to bring women with shared experiences together to learn from each other, and to really benefit all of the EWF members. So the C-Suite Forum is our first that I'll talk about, and it was specifically designed for women who hold that chief title. And it's a venue for them to talk about things that are the most important to them at this stage of their career. Our Women of Influence Forum is an extension of our Women of Influence Roundtable that we host at our annual conference. This group is for C-level women, but also those that are the plus ones and plus twos reporting to those leaders. So we have, for example, the CEO from Women Corporate Directors as our keynote kicking off their inaugural meeting later this month. So that's an awesome group. Our BSO Forum is for women who are business information security officers. And, and that group is really there to give them an opportunity to build and share practices for those women in that specific role, and also to create an awareness for those women who aspire to be VSOs. Our Women Leaders in the Cloud Forum was created because we believe that we are at a unique point in time, right? A time that, that we really can give women an opportunity to become leaders in the cloud, where there's kind of a more level playing field to do so, right? And they just did an awesome webinar on zero trust. And this is an amazing group whose goal is to bring the EWF community together, to expose them to subject matter experts, and to give them tools and artifacts to really help them lead in the cloud. All of these forums, along with that leadership academy that I talked about and our tremendous corporate benefactor partners and allies, 
you know, are going to continue to blaze the trail for building new and exciting opportunities for our members. Like I said before, I am so excited that our annual conference is going to be in person this year and that we're going to be able to just wrap our arms around each other and hug each other and see our faces and, you know, really celebrate the amazing 20 years that we've spent together. It's going to be a remarkable conference and, and a hell of a party. And so I think everyone knows I know how to throw a good party. So, you know, our future is bright. Ashley, I've never been more optimistic about what the EWF can accomplish um, by building more women leaders. Perfect. I could ask you questions for hours, but I think we're at time. But before we end, I want to ask you one final question. What advice and closing words do you have for our listeners? Well, you know, first, I think I'd like to say thank you to all the women and men who, for the past 20 years, have been instrumental in making the EWF what it is today. In terms of advice, you know what? You're the master of your own destiny. If you're listening to this podcast, you are blessed with more than many people have. And I believe it's everybody's responsibility to lift as you rise. So no matter what your role is or your level is in an organization, you are the leader of yourself. You are the creator of your own life's journey. And you can have a huge impact on the lives of others. And in the end, you know, that's all that really matters. So I hope that together we can all create a tsunami of change for women in our industry. And I know that those folks that are, that are listening to this podcast are up to that challenge. So look forward to, to joining forces with you and continuing to do great things together. Joyce, thank you for the time chatting with me today. And on behalf of all of the Rising Leaders Forum, and I'm going to go ahead and say the broader EWF, thank you for your dedication to making the Executive Women's Forum what it is over the past 20 years and for building such a meaningful, powerful, and successful organization. I know I'm personally so grateful to know I have such an extraordinary group of women that have my back in my career and just in my life. You have definitely made your vision a reality. 